nothing too fancy. Yeah, because see, we just had we just had that one, and that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably, and plus XFL. And yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, overall, it's like really, really mm-hmm. slow. You know, when you really look at everything. Well, the and that and the fact that GDC is about to cancel. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I mean, with that, I mean, everybody's just dropping like flies. Yeah, you you have to really be careful with you know how things are going with this coronavirus. I mean, I personally, I mean, I'm just gonna keep this really brief. I think this country is gonna be fine. Uh, Because, I mean, for the most part, we do pretty good with hygiene. But you look at all these countries that, like, skyrocket in in cases. These are countries that don't value hygiene very well. I mean, there's no reason for Italy. There's no reason for Italy to jump from 45 cases to, like, 169 in a day. You know what I'm saying? uh, I'll tell you this much. Some people's uh, ability to keep good hygiene, I'm like, right. I mean, I'm like, a lot. I, a lot of people. I've, I've look at the gyms. I'm like, I've worked in the gym for ten years, and I see the coronavirus hitting those pretty hard. I, if I, I don't, it I, were to I, break I don't, out there, I, I think it, it. I think it's way. I don't. I'm not gonna say it's overblown or anything. I don't think it's gonna get as bad as people make it out to be. I think it's gonna get worse. I mean, I think we're probably gonna have like maybe a few hundred <laughs> people get infected, but I don't think it's gonna be anywhere near like these other countries are. I don't. I don't think it's going to be that bad, and I'm talking about like a well, few hundred. T- I'm talking about like a few hundred, maybe like later on in the year, because for the way this thing looks like, it looks like it's a flu virus, and flus don't really survive throughout the spring and summer. So I, I, I think it's going to die off, and it probably will come back once it gets cold again, and, and then you're going to have those people mm-hmm. who weren't really prepared. They're going to catch it, and we're going to probably have maybe like three. I'll say three to five hundred people with the virus, but I don't think it's going to be like. A skyrocket situation where some of these countries like like right now they're like in one day or in one week they're like triple quadruple ten times more what they had a day ago it's like ridiculous mm-hmm. you know so i mean just be prepared everybody you know you know keep your soap keep it's your like um, you know? um, yeah, uh hand sanitizer cover your mouth people coughing push them away you know you know stuff like that, you know? <laughs> push them away yeah you know, you know get up off me with that so um, didn't, that, didn't Trump said somebody came and hugged him and kissed him and then he was like, "Hey, how you doing?" And the guy, yeah, was yeah, like, I heard about that. I haven't been feeling well. Like, wow, that's an attempted assassination right there. Right. I mean, you. I mean, but seriously, <laughs> jail that be, man. Right. You just have to be careful. <laughs> enough. En- enough of the, the nasty talk about this virus. Um, episode one twenty three of the First Affairs podcast. Myself, DJ Bill said he's going to be um listing and or coming late exactly obi-wan obi-wan is in the chat give him the elbows exactly um we're going to talk about gamestop today i mean it's not much going on in the gaming world outside of people like really falling back when it comes to uh this coronavirus you know you got a lot of um some uh conventions that are probably closing up um some people are not really um doing esports or whatever uh, and it's understandable, you know, a lot of unknown still going on with this virus. But other than that, we're just going to talk about GameStop. We're obviously going to talk about the XFL in week four. And um, like right now, it looks like a couple of good games. I mean, even with the bad teams, the, the team, the game's actually pretty good. So, but um, just looking forward to that. Uh, nevertheless, um, you know where to find us, iTunes, SoundCloud, um, Google Play, uh, we're we're all there and we're 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 just rolling right along, man. We appreciate everybody who comes through, listen to us on all type of um platforms. Uh, we are planning on extending those platforms, uh, and you know we're just gonna keep it moving. DJ, how you been? I've been good. I stayed indoors most of the day. It's a chilly one today. I did a lot of like chores around the house and. Just, just relaxed. It was my day off, so everything was good. Okay, sounds great. Sounds great. Bills is in the chat. He said, "Give him a half an hour." Hey, we're gonna be on at least that long at the, at, you know. So we're gonna be good. So you come through. We'll do what we do. As for myself, um, thanks everybody who came and listened to the 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 pure gamers discussion with me and Izzy Snow. Um, it was kind of like something that we was gonna. I, I'll tell you guys this: that dual com was probably five years in the making we've been trying to do that for a very long time just to talk about games and, and and because me and him are like really 
on the same parallel, you know, path when it comes to gaming. So we, I appreciate everybody who came and listened, and I recommend if you haven't already listened to it, it's a, it's a pretty good listen. And I want to do more with that with people who are not necessarily on the podcast or whatever, uh, but mostly just people who just I, I talk to on Twitter or I talk to them on, you know, when I'm chatting on PC, when I'm gaming on PC or whatever, or, you know, with the PS4 or Xbox One, I don't have them, but there's a few people that I wanted to, you know, pick their brain when it comes to the, that that line of gaming. So I appreciate it, and I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Uh, speaking of PS4s and Xbox Ones, GameStop is doing really bad right now. It's getting to a point where, you know, last quarter they were saying that um uh, maybe 300 stores were going to close prior to their um their pre, uh, pre, uh, pre, uh what you call it the thing that EA does the fiscal press release yeah fiscal, oh, fiscal year. Yeah, fiscal year mm-hmm. personally. They said that was going to do um, around 300 stores. Now, it, uh, after they did that, uh, after they did that, it wasn't enough because their latest fiscal report came out February 2nd. And now they're saying they're going to um, try to drop anywhere between 800 to 1,000 stores. So now we're looking at it's 5,500 stores roughly around that's still um, that's running right now. And you're talking about maybe 25% of their stores is um going to be gone or not 25 20 percent of the store is going to be gone so um not only that you have this t- this this part of the year is not a good time to have uh problems even if you're in the red like um gamestop has been you want to be where somewhere where you're on the uptick because you got new consoles coming out people aren't really jiving with the um the consoles that are out now um basically you're looking at um People are probably trading in their consoles and people not buying the physical copies, let alone people are not buying them that much now. You're not going to find too many people buying physical copies of PS4 and Xbox One games. So this is a really bad time to be closing stores, no matter if you're in the, in the red like GameStop is now, if you're just a regular company that was thriving. So um, on the surface of what you hear so far, DJ, what do you think of that? Well... I'm like it. GameStop now is like a thing, pretty much is a thing of the past as far as you know where you get your games, where you tend to hang out, and pretty much in you know get what you thought was an honest uh, feedback from the from the people who worked at the store. Um, it's kind of interesting because I remember a few episodes, quite a few episodes back, we touched up on their new concept of really their did. store. And, and I was going to get into that, but go ahead. I was yeah, because it's interesting that they went, they, they're starting to do that. And uh, to be in this bad shape going into the summer, it's like some will call it a Hail Mary. Some will call it, you know, it's a laboratory uh, experiment. Hopefully it goes right. Hopefully it, it doesn't go wrong. Um, I know I said the same thing twice, um, but I'm I'm at this point I'm about to say bye bye to GameStop. I'm like, in other it's words, no use even hanging on anymore. In other words, what you're trying to say is like you hope they don't lose, but you don't want them. They don't want to win either. <laughs> it, it seems like it, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like you don't want to like, lose, just, but you're trying not to win. <laughs> like okay, like the one thing about their new their their gaming store setup, their GameStop 2.0, and the news that they just they're gonna stop selling comic books. Right. I never knew GameStop was in the business of selling comic books. And you would think GameStop 2.0, the way they're setting up, like your favorite store, which is you said it was up the highway from you, does stuff like that. Right, along with like board games, Dungeons and Dragons, and, 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 like and I all said, that. They, and I'm telling you, that store does a very good job. I mean, it's it's, it's like the mo- it's the most popular store here in, in Columbia, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. It really is. So, I mean, yeah. So it kind of doesn't make any sense. And here's another thing that doesn't make any sense: they actually went up um, in their stock price by eight cents, but. I think they're they they're sitting at three dollars and forty seven cents per share. <laughs> I think <laughs> so. they wait, they, I mean, for me, I feel like they they waited too late to do this because they knew. Yeah. I mean, esports has been popular for at least 
five, maybe seven years. And they, they kind of ignored it when it could have been popular. Because to be honest with you, if you really look at it, GameStop, EB Games, Baggages, um, and all these Babbages. other... Yeah, Babbages. Because you, you said it on the last, on the last episode, week, right? I did. I did, right? Yeah. And I, and I wanted to correct you then, but I wanted to see if... If, but, I, if I learned yeah. my lesson? <laughs> if, if you caught on. But yeah, it's Babbages. But, but you got to think about it. Those, they're kind of like the originators of that. When you had the mm-hmm. midnight releases and the, the Madden tournaments and the Street Fighter tournaments, they, oh, they were like the originators of what people are doing. I mean, without that, honestly, without those concepts that they started we probably would not have esports if you really think about it and and it's kind of like they they um they abandoned it and when they abandoned it they just basically you know tanked and now we're looking at a situation now they're trying to relive it and it's just not going to work for them it just it's just not so now um like like obi-wan said in the chat right here he said it's looking pretty rough for him. He feel bad for the people that work there. I, I mean, I do because people have to take care of themselves at the end of the day. They need a job. So, but um, not only that, let's um, let's jump on to the other thing. You had where um, now managers they're doing the situation. They're doing a the thing now where they're doubling down on this uh, uh, harassing people to to, to sell stuff. And if they don't do oh. it, like they get written up. The managers get written up, and after three times. They get written up. They're, I mean, they they get fired. Like like it's the manager's fault that they can't sell shit. Like nine times out of ten, the manager's not even behind the counter. So it's like how? I mean, it, it's it's getting really bad where you're trying to do that, and on top of that, they're trying to they're trying to buy uh, cell phones and tablets. They want you to trade that stuff in now, and and, it, and we're not even going to talk about the trading policy and, and the pricing. It's just it's just terrible. Now, not only that, we got to remember that GameStop is not the only company that sells, you know, physical copies out of their stores. You're looking at a mm-hmm. Walmart, Target, Best Buy. Um, there's other stores that are out there that's probably like a little more local, localized. Yeah, your mom and pop stores. Right, yeah, your mom and pop stores that are not retro stores. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, you have those that are in some in Best Buy and, 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 and Walmart and, and Target for all intents and purposes. They're not going through the same thing that GameStop is doing. They're actually doing okay with f- selling physical copies of games. So even if, you know, people just say, you know what, I'm just going to go somewhere else to buy, you know, uh, my physical copies of games, they're, they're still going to be hurting. It's not just the digital sales that are hurting GameStop. You, you just have other stores to do it as well that are actually not in the same situation as GameStop. So uh, when you look at this in and all this other stuff it's just i mean we can even talk about the, the digital copies as well as the esports style stores they're making wait a minute um, there's another thing that we haven't even uh mentioned uh the death of trade-ins because you it's like you see even though people have a still have a desire to do it to you know get credit for games that they buy they trade in the old games towards new ones that seems like it's going by the wayside as well because no. Right. The only time when people trade in, the only time when people trade in games is basically when they know they can finesse GameStop. That's the only I got, time. Like many of us have already done. Yeah, I did. I mean, I t- one time they had a um, situation where I traded in a, a lot of my PS4 and Xbox One games. This was prior to me getting rid of my console, the two consoles, the newer one. Guess ones. who's in the chat? Okay. We, that's yeah, what's I up. see him. Hey, I what's up? But um, I remember seeing um, I mean, I remember when I did that, and I got like seven hundred dollars back off of oh, these yeah. games alone. Not the even finesse, the finesse was real. The finesse was real. Right, you know what's going on, um, uh, Apex. Appreciate you coming through. Ravens Nation is here. Uh, Young Noble and the, and the rest of the crew that's always you know coming through is uh very loyal. I appreciate that. Um, let's look at um a couple of. Yeah, I see Ravens Nation just said, if I want a physical copy, I just order it from Walmart or a retro game store. I see no reason to go to GameStop anymore. And that's another thing. We're not yeah. even gonna talk about, we're not even gonna talk about the 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 brick and mortar stores. Let's just talk about Amazon. Look at eBay. You can buy stuff online off Walmart now. You can wait a couple of days and get it the same day. Or like in some cases, if it's a new game, they'll 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 mail it to your house the day of of release. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I mean, they do that now. So, I mean, and not, not even talking about the physical copies where you can download games by midnight or some cases you don't even want to, you know, go out to buy stuff. 
But you know, you do have those people, like I said, that do go out to buy, like to go out and shop. And when they go out, they don't want to go to a place where they have to be harassed about, uh, do you have any trade-ins? Or uh, do you have the new such and such? Would you like to buy this pre-order game? We got buy four, get three free. They don't, they don't, they don't have, they don't have to worry about that when they go to a Best Buy or a Walmart, or they don't have to worry about getting harassed or whatever. Um, Gideon Prime Apex says Best Buy Assurance replaces anything. No pl- no question. That exactly. is true. That is true. Exactly. And, for, uh, and, and and on top of that, Best Buy until they canceled their Gamers Club had the best deal when it came to buying new games because you literally were getting games for fifteen percent off if you were part of this Gamers Club, and it, it also bump but used to bump up your trade ins. So right, yeah, right. So I mean, and and, and not only that, like, uh, Pooh, uh, spectacular Pooh said. It's also her GameStop when you get those PS4, Xbox, Switch, or PC deals on these games and people may want. So, exactly. Look at the Flash sales. The Flash, I mean, like, Flash sales was a thing on Steam and, and GOG and, 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 you know, on PC. Now with the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, now they're doing those same type of sales. Like, when, when Steam has that sale, you trust and believe you can go to the PS4 um, store and they have that same type of sale, sale but it's like, They'll like kind of be in competition, or the or the pricing to be a little bit off. But if you can get a game from Steam for four ninety nine, and let's just say for instance on PS four it's like six ninety nine, you're still winning compared to going to GameStop or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it's just that I don't know what they're going to do because we like we talked about these esports style stores where they had these kiosks set up and. I thought it would have been a very good. It, it, I, I'm not gonna say it's very good for GameStop, but I say that if you want to make a gaming store, that's the format you would like to do. Because when you have those type of stores and you have it fully, um, you have it fully staffed, parents and kids are gonna be more likely to actually buy stuff out of the store because it's more of a family friendly environment. The only thing I would say, and I know like Firefly does this. Firefly does a very good job of this. Um, GameStop may have a problem with parents leaving their kids there and just going somewhere. Like, basically having you babysit their badass kids at the store. Mm. Like, Firefly don't do that. Firefly find out if you're walking out of the store by yourself and your kids there, they're they're, they're basically going to give you, like, a couple of, maybe one or two times to tell you, hey, look, you can't do this. You 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 need to stay and get your kid. But if if they find out you're, um, you're leaving your kid, there's times where I've seen them, like, basically call the cops and say they neglected their child. I mean, like they—they. They, I mean, there's like no policy. They—they they like have zero tolerance for that. They're like, yo, you leave your kid here. We're just gonna call and say that you left your child. <laughs> you know, you—you—you you just have to talk to the law about that. But GameStop has a problem. Will may have a problem with that, but. Well, they also—they also always have problems. I know Young Noble just said in the chat. He's saying GameStop sells used games, sells a used game for eighteen ninety nine, where you can get it new for nineteen ninety nine. Scam artists. Well, the other the the front end of that scam was that the person trading in that same exact game that's being sold for eighteen ninety nine is getting a credit of a dollar fifty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, exactly, like, yeah. like, you, like, 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 right now, if you were like when Red Dead Redemption Two came out, you go to GameStop right now, like, like a week after it came out, you go there and try to trade it in, they'll probably give you like fourteen dollars for it and turn around and try to sell it for fifty four ninety nine. And the funny thing is, it. it I'm glad you brought up that price point because a lot of these games that a lot of these games coming out now, they're they're sticking, they're staying well past their prime, still selling at sixty dollars per per copy. Right. It, only just recently, I think, uh, what is it? Uh, what was it? NBA Two K finally dropped their price. Right. Yeah, they finally so, dropped. But the problem with that is though that this is another issue about. You can tell when a game is selling when they don't drop the price like that. Exactly. Like when when a game is selling and it's doing very well, it's going to stay $60 until it stops selling and then they're going to try to get more people to buy it. That's a different issue. But what one thing I will say, the majority of games, the majority of games, they have this issue. GameStop will sit there and still try to sell you that 50499 game that's used as brand new. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, that same new game will drop the price based off the developer and the company. They will mm. drop the price like all of a sudden, like say for instance, like um, the order eighteen eighty six. At one point, it was sixty dollars. Now GameStop will will sell you a used copy for fifty four ninety nine, 
but around that same time, the order eighteen eighty six all of a sudden would be like thirty dollars. So mm-hmm. you can buy a new copy for thirty, but they want you to buy the used one for fifty four. It's like, you know, they, it, it just doesn't work like that, you know. Like the uh, other, like the other finesse that, it, not with GameStop, but this one was from PSN now. Uh, Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint. Right? Now this standard game is still sixty dollars. It's be it, it, it has uh, there's reduced numbers at other places but on psn now the standard game is 60 dollars. but the ultimate edition apparently was on sale for like 30 bucks so i (laughs) scooped that up and it was just like wow okay it's it's crazy how how many deals that are out there like ravens nation i mean now now there's a place called playing trade i don't know if you know about this dj they have mm-hmm. one in Atlanta. When I used to live in Atlanta, I used to go there all the time. My wife used to hate it when I go there. And I had to literally, like, because, like, me and her, like, this, this, me and my wife are really close. And I'm, and, and I'm not trying to get off topic. If I go somewhere, she would want to go and vice versa. Like, we never want to leave each other hip when, when one's going out. We, it's just how we roll. So, mm-hmm. if I go somewhere, she's like, if you go to that fucking plan train, you better buy me something to eat or something. <laughs> like, I'm not going there and sitting in the car for like 30 minutes. But plan trade, he's, he's exactly right. When you trade in there, they were like, I don't know if they was in competition with GameStop, but like, say if you got a game and they wanted to give you $14 at GameStop, like plan trade will give you almost 30 or they'll give you like 25 for the same game. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously I know they couldn't, you know, give you like that top of the line trading like okay this is a 60 dollar game it's still brand new i want right. like 40 back i want like 40 or 45 back they're like well no what they do is they'll they'll at least try to give you like 10 or 15 dollars more than what GameStop is doing they always done a very good job of that and i wonder if that playing trade is still open in atlanta i'm not to make that yeah out. unfortunately i don't think we have anything up here in maryland like yeah. that yeah playing just... trade is a playing trade was a phenomenal and it wasn't necessarily a retro store. I think it, it turned. I think the one we have in Atlanta turned into a retro store. But Play and Trade used to get like brand new games, just like GameStop did at one point. I mean, it, it was a very, very reliable store. I used to love that store. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it just goes to show you, like, even when these other companies, like a Best Buy or, or, or like when Best Buy had their program and they were like trading, you could trade games to them. They were undercutting um, GameStop as well. You had a way better deal trading games to them than. Um, and, and then, you know they they were undercutting on GameStop then, so it's um very very reliable. I used to love the place. So, yeah, another another question I also have. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before you get, oh, what's he up? said it closed down the one near Decatur closed down two years ago. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. You mean the one that's on La Vista Road closed down? The one that's right off the highway? Uh oh. No, 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 no. That I don't believe that. I know about video game trader. I know about that. I know about that in Atlanta. Well, please tell me the one on La Vista Road didn't close. The one that's right by 285. Mm. Oh, come on, man. You got to be kidding me. Oh, you just saw it? Yeah. Damn. Oh, the one by North Lake. Yeah, because it's right by the Best Buy and everything. Damn. Mm. I would tell Crystal. Crystal would jump out of the damn bed if I told her that. She would love to hear about that. But nevertheless, Mm. it sucks. It was a great store. Great store. Great store. But yeah, but like I like I was saying before, well, the, my question was like, whatever happened to the idea of price matching? You don't hear about that either. Nobody, nobody do that no more. Wow, nobody, mm. nobody does that no more. I don't know why. I don't know why. Probably because it's just less competition. It's like there's no point in matching somebody else when there there's go. only two other people. There you go. You you just you just made the that's the perfect answer for because mm. like you like when Plan Trade was around, they tried to do. They try to do everything they can to um, to to compete with uh, GameStop. Now, like Ravens Nation said, I know uh, Video Game Trader. I know I think that one's in North Atlanta, and they have a couple of them that's up on uh, I eighty five. No, it's one in Ken- near Kennesaw, and there's one up I eighty five, and um, they do a good job of trying to price match as well. But you don't hear that out of the bigger stores. I think the lo- the smaller stores try to do that because they um they basically uh, don't feel like they're in competition with GameStop. I think just the smaller stores try to do it because they want more recognition. Um, I, but I know, like, I have, like, four retro stores here. They don't even acknowledge GameStop anymore. They just don't. Mm-hmm. Firefly don't even think of them. Um, Software Seconds don't think of them. Uh, Second and Charles don't care. And there's a couple of them in West Columbia don't care either. 
So they 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 don't even they don't even look at GameStop anymore. Like right now, we have what maybe fifteen GameStops here in Columbia, which I don't understand why, because Columbia's not that big, and that's another reason why they're failing right now. There's just too many of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I don't I don't get it. You know, and saturated the uh, each area they've been in. Like there's there literally was two GameStops in in the same mall, bro. Yeah, exactly. here in Columbia, Maryland. Exactly, and, this, it, and it was like yeah, it was like that, that here until it was like that here. It was like that here until the the mall on the other side of town basically ran both of them out of the out of the building. And the like, funny thing what and the funny thing was it was it because. It was around the time they bought out uh, Electronic Games. So originally there was an Electronic Games and then there was a GameStop. But then when GameStop bought out uh, Electronics Boutique, then it was like, or EB Games, as they would call it. Yeah, it used to be then, Electronic Boutique, then they changed yeah. to EB Games, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it became two GameStops in the same mall. So it's just like, and it was funny because they literally were in comp. They started eating the eating their own and that's what it came down right. to with it being overpopulated and then and then well, the problem even is just, the problem even is just that, like five minutes down the way there was another game stop right. see the problem is gamestop themselves bought out eb games and they bought out funko land and 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 and, and baggages and all this other stuff babbages yeah that's what i said babbages is all these that's what i said babbages i said shut up you said <laughs> baggages <laughs> i know what i said <laughs> <laughs> shut up man when, but they bought all of those out and when they and on top of that um there was a place called media play and when media play shut down and all that i think they bought out them as well that's when you started all the ones that used to be at eb games and all they used to be separate you know, like Software Inc. was another one. Like when they used to have all. Oh, those I remember Software Inc. Right, they turned all of them into GameStops because each each store had their own separate type of thing. Like Software Inc. was like more of a PC type store. You know, Funko Land actually sold real toys as well as game. Like like Funko Land was kind of like a, a a smaller version of KB Toys, and mm. then you had EB Games was kind of like it was kind of like um, GameStop, but they had their own little entity of what they did as well but when they when GameStop came in they bought everything and turned everything to GameStop that's why you see so many GameStops everywhere you know it, it, it's just crazy man but I'm still mad about that that about that uh oh man that plant trade clothes I used to love that store one day I'm, I'm gonna tell my wife about it she's gonna love she's gonna love to hear about this she's like well when we go back to Atlanta I know where we're not going <laughs> um uh, Spectacular Pooh wants to know why are retros, why are getting retro so hard? It is not. It's well, it's it's, it's it depends on where you look, but then they, I'm like, if you're talking about just online, it, it re- I'm about to agree with you, VF. It's not hard to no, it's to really find. Not. It's not, but physically, it yeah. will be hard to find because there's I'm- really no business for the physical retros and plus uh, you're talking about like nintendo uh the 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 first nintendo games the the ataris the genesis and stuff like that as you move away from that time period it's gonna naturally get harder and harder whether it's physical or digital I i will say this because if you the best way to get retros physical from a gaming store walking in and out of a brick and mortar store you have to be in a military town. Your town has to have a legit military base. Here in Columbia, we have uh, Fort Jackson. And in Augusta, they have Fort Gordon. Um, in like in uh, in other places that have like military. And I know this may sound crazy, but I'll, 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 it's going to make sense in a minute. When you have like a military base, you have a lot of guys from all over the world that mm-hmm. have consoles. They come in and they're sitting at they're 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 based in those places. What do they do? They're either trading, they're turning their games, they trade them in, or they 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 want to play those games because they remember playing them when they um when they were um around the world going um when they were stationed in other areas. That's why where I live, we have four. We have four retro stores here in Augusta. There's another four. Um, I know in I know they got a few up there in Charlotte, but I mean Charlotte is just you know, Charlotte is probably like it's somewhat of a branch off of the military people that live here. Um, and Atlanta is, is almost a, the flip side of it. Atlanta has stores that are closing, like we said, with um, a plan trade. Uh, it, but it's like the brick, like if you live in a big city, you're not going to find like the real retro stores unless you near a military base. For some reason, 
because I me I, I collect uh, retro games. It's like those places that have those style of uh, of stuff in their st- city, as far as like a military base, they like thrive those type of stores for some reason. And another thing, like what DJ was saying with the NES and stuff, if you're not established as a retro store, like a Software Seconds or um, let's say like Firefly, like they've been around for a while. Like if you don't, if you haven't been in the game for a while, you're not going to survive because trying to open one now is like suicide. You got to have the inventory. You got to um, mm-hmm. have people's, you have to have people's trust and you know how retro games are. You have to have the trust of people that the things that they buy, that you buy from them will work because you don't want to be that guy that's, buying, that's selling PS2s and the PS2s don't work and you're going to be out of business. So mm-hmm. I can understand where Pooh is coming from. He lives in Philadelphia. I can understand where he feels that it's hard. But for places that are a little bit smaller, they're thriving right now. They're doing a really good job. And like what you said, DJ, with the NES. Now, what's going to happen years down the road, the NES, the Sega Genesis, um, I'll even say like the Super Nintendo and, and stuff like that, they're going to phase out. You know what's going to fill up those retro stores next? You're going to have the PlayStation 1s, the PlayStation mm-hmm. 2s, the original Xbox. Hell, you might even start seeing the 360s and the PS3s. They're going to start filling up the retro stores. So the ones who are established, they're going to always have an area for them because of the fact that people still love their games. And you're still going to have those people who were ch- children when the PlayStation 2 came out. And they'll be like, oh, shit, the PlayStation 6 is still not backwards compatible with my favorite mm-hmm. PS2 game. Yo, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. serious. Like, it's still not backwards right. compatible with my PS2 game. I'm going to go out and buy a PS2. What, the PS2 is only $30 now? Well, fuck, I'm going to buy it. I mean, that's just, like, I'm not... I don't call myself an expert or anything at this, but I, I, I watch people who go, go in these stores like I do. And people who are my age have fond memories of the Dreamcast or they have good memories of the Saturn or the Super Nintendo. Now, people who are growing up like 10, 20 years younger than me, they're going to have those same feelings when it comes to the 360 or the um, the PlayStation 3 or even with the, the original Xbox. And, and that's another reason why I like the fact that I like what the Xbox is doing now because the Xbox right now are actually letting you try to be, they're having their consoles actually be backwards compatible. So it, it may even undercut, like you said, DJ, it may even undercut these retro stores. We never know. But I, I'm just telling you, the niche crowd that love retro games, that's how they feel about it. They're, they're, it will always thrive, whether it be brick and mortar stores or just like what Ravens Nation said about eBay. The people that go into the store for retro games are now using eBay and other websites. Absolutely, mm-hmm. they're doing. I mean, Etsy is another good one. Shout out to Smitty from the Sim Standard. I had a um, I talked to him on the phone not too long ago. Um, me and him just you know shooting the shit or whatever, and he said he went to Etsy. It's a website called Etsy, and he bought an original Xbox for like twenty dollars. I mean, like you know, I mean, you don't have to go out and get stuff now. I mean, like you can just. Do a couple of clicks, wait a few days, and the console's at your front door. So, um, I understand eBay, or not eBay, but um, GameStop tried to do the retro thing, but their business practice is just terrible. I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand it. It's just, I mean, well, basically, I know Young Noble just said it best. It's right there, corporate greed. It's exactly what it is. So, um, let's try and um, let, let's uh, jump into this real quick, DJ, mm-hmm. with the fact that the new um consoles are coming out and we see where things are going with um with GameStop. Do you really think they will continue to survive this? Because they're, they're already talking about closing anywhere between 800 and 1,000 stores. Where do you think you will see them in a year? I see them phasing the rest of their stores out at that point. It's going to be, it's, it's unfortunate and hopefully those employees are just keeping an eye out and looking at where things are going. Brick and mortar video game stores like that sell current and recently maybe uh, past gen type games, those are going to, they're going to phase out. I'm like, you'll, you're going to continue to have your retro stores and stuff like that. But your GameStop is pretty much dead. And I've said this months ago and, and everyone's really just looking at it like, yeah, they're, they're done. No one's really thinking about it. Their last gasp is this new uh, store uh, setup. That's not going to work because they just cut off the one thing that you would find at a retro game store being comic books. So, right. I mean, and, and see, this they're is, done. And this is another thing, you know, 
I, I see them not surviving too much either because of this. Them, I mean, because they, they just did their fiscal report on the 2nd. Now, this report should be out in April or mid-March. We're going to really find out what's going on. But like I said, there's already rumblings saying that they're going to close down all these stores. This is a really bad time to close down these stores due to the fact that you have these new consoles coming. Nobody's going to be buying stuff like at a price where they can make a profit. They're not going to be buying Xbox One and PS4 stuff right now. I mean, the ones that are going to probably buy it are the guys who go into retro stores. That, that and, and that's the thing about retro, retro stores are not built and they're not formatted like a GameStop or a Best Buy or a Target. This is this is like somewhat of a camaraderie. Like you have a group of people that's that's a part of a niche group, a niche group that come together to actually congregate and talk. Like, I, I go there all the time. I mean, I know damn near like 80 to 90% of the people that go to all four of these retro stores here in Columbia. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a mass army. It's a lot of us. But we know who does what. And it's just like a, a small little collective group that just like the fact they're plugging up their N64 and playing it on the TV. They, they I mean, you just, ha it's like, I, I, it's like the remote control car guys. Or it's like the people who like, you know, the, 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 the model choo-choo trains. It's those guys that keep stuff alive, but it's not that many of us. So it, mm -hmm. it, that's why I say retro stores are always going to have a place because you're still going to have those people that, that loves that aspect of just playing on real hardware. And then, you know, their kids do the same thing. Like My Life in Gaming, shout out to that channel. They just recently did a video about like um, retro gaming they always do something about retro game but it was like this guy who like mod video games um consoles he he mods them and his children like love playing on these old consoles so it there's there's a new wave of younger kids that's going to like these old consoles as well especially with the fact that some parents are going to see like these live services and these microtransactions and some of these games are just going to be too advanced for your average six-year-old they're going to try to wean them off of that and let them play something basic and go up to that. Um, Ravens Nation said, that's why I go to retro game stores to find something before ordering online. Got to support the small businesses, forget corporations. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just basically what it is. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm telling you, if you ever go to a retro game store, these, some people, the people that run these stores are some of the best people. They will look out for you. If you're looking for a specific game, they'll try to get it for you. Yeah, and, and these stores are like network. They're network with other retro stores to find certain games. That's how I got some of my games. Like some of these hard to find Sega Saturn games. I'm like, yo, you know where I can find this? Like, I don't want to get it online. He's like, well, let me make a call. He calls up another retro store. He's like, hey, I mean, these guys are in competition with each other because they're not the same. They're not like another GameStop. You know what I mean? But they're in competition with each other, but they still try to look out for one another. And they're like, yo, you go to such and such store over here. They got it. And they look out for you. It's like it's something I never, never, un, never heard of when it comes to stuff. But like I said, it's like that little camaraderie of people. We're all in this together, and they do what they're supposed to do uh, to help each other out. Chris Thomas mm -hmm. um, is in the chat. I appreciate you. Um, I'm gonna get to your. Uh, uh, um, I'm gonna get to your post in a minute. DJ, you got anything real quick? Cause I know I talk too long. No, I really don't have anything. I'm like, no, I don't have anything. Okay. Um, Chris Thomas basically said GameStop is due to the fact is dead due to the fact that that games can be downloaded through consoles, Amazon, even. That's another thing. Amazon will let you download games off of their um service, or what they'll do, they'll give you a code so you can download the game. Mm -hmm. eBay. I don't know if eBay does the same thing, but eBay is just much easier just to buy physical copies. That's um, fine. You can you can buy the digital version, right? Your code and. And I yep. figured, and and I was just like, I think game, I think GameStop does it, but you don't date, yeah. Oh, and I missed this comment. I'm sorry, um, Young Noble, Young Noble, this is a great one. He says not five, paying five hundred dollars for a console to play incomplete games. That could be another topic for another day. But that is a um, it's a very good, that's a very good statement. Yeah, because that kind of goes with the error that uh, I that you and I grew up in VF, and that right. was the era of complete games where they they made sure they were focused on quality over quantity, and now all of a sudden you get you're getting these games that are getting rushed out. Uh, the patch error to where you don't have to necessarily complete the game; DJ. you can just put it out there, 
and it could be bro- a broken mess, like like a no man's sky. <laughs> and, and, what 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 you when back in the day, back in the night, I know some of these people was around back then too. Somebody like Spectacular Pooh, he's like five years old. Like he doesn't know. Uh, so mm-hmm. what what would you think like if a game came out unfinished back in the day like that? What do you think would have happened to that company? I mean, I'm pretty sure you know the answer. Well, well, the thing is, they would see that it wouldn't even get to that point. But if it did, companies it did. no no. The thing is, no no no. But they need to know both sides. Okay. Back then, companies would catch that shit before it came out, so it True. wouldn't come out. And it's because once it was out, you can't do anything about it. And then that leads to the other half. There were games that were put out there, like a No Mercy, that released with a fatal bug where it would erase all your progress if you get to a certain point in that game. And it was devastating for that type of game because it was a good game. It was like one of the great wrestling, talking about no Mer- WWF No Mercy, it was one of the great wrestling games on the Nintendo 64. And it really, and it, you know, people had to find out the hard way that you got to a certain point in your single player, and it happened in your single player mode. Didn't matter at what point, it would randomly do it at a certain point. Then all of a sudden, your player is like Tony generic and all your progress. Your creator wrestlers, the only way you could get them back is if you had those wrestlers saved on a memory card or whatnot, and you would right. just have to import them back in. So, yeah, you, and of course, you had. People read the video game magazines just like people uh, go on the uh, video game websites to peruse right. reviews and stuff like that. So you would hear about it in a magazine, uh, but not so much social media. So I think games that released and had flaws in it didn't get as much scrutiny as the ones that are, na- are, are releasing now. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you something right now. I, I I know this this much. If a game came out half fast like they do today, that company will be shut down. It's just point blank. I, I don't know. I ain't gonna say the company, but I'll say that game would never see the light of day again. Um, games back then, did it just didn't tolerate. They didn't tolerate. Especially Nintendo. Nintendo didn't tolerate it because Nintendo had a high. I mean that. What that that thing that they had on the game, the quality seal of a control. Uh, seal, oh yeah, they, I, I remember they, that seal. Yeah, they 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 stood by that. And if a game was half ass. You will get penalized by the by Nintendo for like why are you putting this shit on our console, you know. So not only that, you you games like the people in general, the customer would not go for that back then. I don't know what happened now, but like they're going for it now. But back then, it, it was not happening. Yeah, now you have this ability to fix games or complete games after the fact. So it's like, and it's funny to keep it at the same price point of sixty dollars, and you're releasing half the game or a half working game. Versus when they started, when they started the sixty dollar price point, because to tell you the truth, games back in the day they had a floating price point. It was dependent upon what was in the game. Not only like that, you had, it, you had Nintendo that, games was, in the in reaching ninety nine dollars, one hundred fifty. Remember and remember, you went back and looked at certain prices for games. Yeah, it was based on yeah. popularity too. I mean, some mm-hmm. games, there were some games that were like seventy. Like you go back and look at how much games cost. In the N sixty four area era, like some like Nintendo sixty four games, like seventy nine dollars at one time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like um, it, I mean, there was I mean, I don't have to try to pull it up, but maybe one day we'll do another um episode of like price and past and present because they were like like certainly cartridge games. Cartridge games cost a lot of money back then. Mm-hmm. Like so, I mean, it, it was just how it was. I mean, PlayStation came in with the with the disc, and then they gave those developers ten dollar um developmental fee and that was a wrap GameStop price started going down you know um ravens nation also said we can't entirely blame companies i agree they just took advantage of the hustle and got greedy i blame us consumers for accepting it absolutely because i'm gonna tell you right now if you had let's say a mass effect situation or a no man's sky type deal where mm-hmm. where people got the game and the concept was great but the game just was unfinished and people went back and was like look we're not buying this, and they had to go back and fix it. Um, I.e., look at Star Wars. This is another thing. Their, their loot box microtransaction situation made them fix their game. Like, But for the most part, we accept a lot of stuff. We really do, and it, it, it's very unfortunate. Um, Chris Thomas says, back then, I think gaming companies gave their devs a lot more respect than in this era. Yeah, because money wasn't that big of an issue. I agree with that. 
Um, even with Konami back then, you can say what we say about Konami. Konami branched off to have other companies. I mean, like other they branched off to another company to make games because they knew that it would help them in the long run. Like, where do you think Ultra Games come from that made the um, the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game for the NES, which was a horrible game? But Ultra Games mm. came from that. You know, you had other companies that branched off. Like now, you won't hear about that. They're like, look, you better do this or else. You know what I mean? Because they they want that bottom line. They gotta they gotta you know they got a quarter to make. That money gotta be made. So it's like you see now, Konami. You know, they're not even close to what they used to be now. You know, so it's it's, it's terrible. Well, I tell you what, at least uh, their soccer game is pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let let Kurt zero four one one tell us. Mm. <laughs> I think he has something to do with those um servers going down too. I think that dude is like he's malicious, yo. He don't care. Kurt, um, Chris Thomas also said that get retro game store really have good deals. For the most part, there are some scummy ass retro game stores that will have games that are priced highly, way too high. I mean, but the thing about retro game stores, if you go to the store a lot and mm-hmm. you build a rapport with the person who owns the store, they will look out for you way much more than you ever think. Trust me, how you think I got a lot of this stuff that's here now? I didn't get it because I'm like, oh, that's $60. I've got to save up money. No, I'm like, look, dude, like, hey, man, I know you're going to come. You're going to break bread with me all the time anyway. I'll sell you this for 45 I mean, like, mm-hmm. just right off the rip, you know, because, I mean, they own most of the stuff. So it's like they don't have to worry about no overhead telling them they have to sell something at a certain price. If you're if you're good to them, they'll be good to you. I, I, I promise you. You just go, just one day, just go there and just strike up a conversation about games with them. And then turn around, buy something before you leave. You don't know how much that you don't know how much that means to them when you do that. Just have a good conversation with them, and then you turn around and just buy something. It don't even have to be anything expensive. Just buy something. They will mm-hmm. respect you. So next time you go in there, be like, oh, I know, I remember him. He's such and such and such. I'm gonna see if he's interested in this. And all of a sudden, you buying games for like 10, 15, 20 percent off. It's like they, they will look out for you. They are very, very loyal if you're loyal to them. And I mean, it's it's nothing like going into a store of somebody who owns the store and you have a good relationship with them. It'll make you think, it'll it'll make you think about gaming differently Hmm. because you don't have to worry about getting hassled by, Oh, you want to buy this? What about this pre-order? Do you have games to trade in? What about that cell phone? You want to trade that in? You got a tablet at home? People get tired of hearing that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like every time you buy something from GameStop, it's like, it's like a verbal questionnaire. Like you got twenty questions before you even yeah, get the because money. They're, yeah, because like you were saying, mentioned earlier about the managers pushing sales, their whole company structure pushing sales because they need they need the money, they're desperate right. for money, and then right. it puts that pressure on the right. managers to do that to push that on their employees. And you know how it is, shit rolls downhill. Right, and you know what? And and nine times I know when I was I was me and my wife we was in in Charlotte. We went to Charlotte for a day, I think. We went to go see a friend of hers. And I was like, babe, if you don't mind, let me go to these couple of stores I heard about. So I went to the store, and me and this guy just, just hit it off. And, and I mean, he, was, and he wasn't even trying to sell us nothing, but his personality was so good. My wife ended up in the conversation as well. I mean, he was mm-hmm. just that cool of a person. It was like, you know what? I'm not even trying to you know, sell everything out of this store. All I need to do is just, you know, Basically, I just need to make at least, you know, $75 to $80 a day just so I can put food on the table. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to, like, sell. I mean, some obviously, some of the stuff was in there was, like, rare, and it cost a lot of money to get, and it's very valuable. But it was like, yo, I just need enough to pay bills at the house. Yeah, I, I love owning my store, but I'm not trying to swindle nobody. Just, you know, just come in and buy something that you may like. If I make $80 to $100 a day, yo, that's a success. And that right there just made me in the back of my mind just think, you know what? We need more people like that behind the counter when we buy stuff. No matter where you buy it from, retro store or a company that's corporate. You have somebody that just be honest with you and say, look, I'm just trying to sell this much every day and I'm good. So you know when you go into that store, you're not trying to, you're not pressured. You understand what they're going through. And it is, you know, just stuff like that. People just don't understand being a, a sole proprietor of a business, you know, something just that small make or break them. And I just, I find that very, very, you know, you know, I find that very enlightening. Sometimes I just want to go there to buy stuff just because, you know, because at the end of the day, it's not necessarily like charity or anything. It's just like, you know, you're getting something in return and you're helping them out. You know, you know, everybody got a family. So Mm -hmm. it's just some things to think about. Um, 
Anything else you want to add to this before we go into XFL? Nah, we can go to the XFL. All right, let me um, pull that up. Um, anybody in the chat, y'all got anything real quick? Um, how do y'all like the XFL? Y'all still loving it? Uh, let us know how you feel about it. You think it's going downhill? You think it's getting better? Are you looking forward to these week's games? Or, you know, yay or nay? What you guys think? Still mad about that plan trade, bro. That shit pissed me off. Mm. I'm serious, I'm, man. I'm still mad about DC getting their ass whipped this past week. <laughs> All right, let's share, let's share this screen real quick. Let me know if um if we get a uh if we get any um new uh chat or things in the chat because I don't I can't see the chat right now. All right, because we're in week four. Yeah, week four right there. Um, yeah. I'm gonna have to pull up my notepad and so I'll get uh the the well anyway I'll just put it on my phone I'll put it on a notepad after the fact. Yeah, because even though DC got their ass whooped, I didn't. <laughs> that went three and one, like. But I think this may be a week. It may be a little bit difficult. Maybe a little bit difficult. Yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna be um pretty uh interesting to see what what goes on here. Yeah, because I'm sitting there, I'm looking at that DC Tampa Bay game, and Tampa Bay just played Houston tough, and DC didn't look all too well on the road. But I'm just I'm gonna stick to my word. I, just to throw this pick out there already, I will stick to my DC team, and that—that's I said I was gonna do. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. that's your team. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. All right, let's look at um these uh these uh these we got LA Wildcats playing the New York Guardians. We got the Sea Dragons or Seattle Dragons playing my Battle Hawks. Mm-hmm. We got Houston playing Dallas, and we got DC playing Tampa Bay. Um, let's start off with the LA Wildcats and the Guardians. LA has been pretty, playing pretty good recently. Let's go back to week three real quick. Um, LA um, pretty much blew out the DC defenders. Of course, you had to go back to week three. <laughs> I already just talked about it. Why you got? Why you got to keep rubbing it in? <laughs> well, anyway, um, DC um, won. Um, DC lost. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Guardians lost to the Battlehawks twenty nine to nine, and they're going up against the Wildcats, who only gave up nine points last week. So, um, even though New York is playing at home, I see New York playing a little bit better, but I'm still going to give the Wildcats an edge because Matt McGloin, um, if he's starting, definitely. Um, Perez may give them a boost, but I, I take the Wildcats winning because they're on a better, I mean, they're on a, more of a high of winning their last game. What What are your thoughts, DJ? I was thinking L.A. as well because New York right now, um, it, to me, it's not going to matter who they have at quarterback. The whole team is undisciplined, and undis and, and Gilbride is just not. I don't think he's the guy that that could keep that, you know, ship right in New York. I'm like, I, wasn't he a part of a New York team before, and he couldn't get keep that ship right? Yeah, I think I, so. I, I, so I'm just like, you know what? It, I, I'll go with L.A. on this one. The Guardians are 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 going to are taking over being the worst team in the league. So L.A. <laughs> Jose, um, do you see Bill's um, picks? Did he make his picks? Because he said he was going to be in the chat. I don't know if he's listening or not. If so, let me know. Okay. Um, the Sea Dragons or Seattle Dragons playing the Battle Hawks. I'm definitely taking the Battle Hawks. Um, the Battle Hawks are, I still think they are the best team in the league despite losing to Houston. Just the way they lost to Houston was some BS. Mm. So I still take them the best team. So I'm taking Seattle. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm taking St. Louis. I'm about to say, I'm like, what are you doing? Whoop, I'm jinxing myself. Um, I'm taking St. Louis. What about you? Uh, yeah, that's St. Louis again, going with the established quarterback, and yeah, okay. So, uh, we're taking them as well. Um, the Roughnecks in Dallas, um, Dallas has a very good running game, and Dallas could keep PJ Walker on the sideline with this running game. So this is a tricky game. This one's yes. going to be tough. Houston does have the half-line D- offense, but like I said earlier, the defense is suspect. The last two times they let Tampa Bay stick around, and we saw what happened in St- against St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Dallas can run the ball. So this is going to be tough. I know, DJ, how you feel about Dallas. You're probably going to end up picking Houston anyway. But I would, I'm taking Houston as well, but I would not be surprised if Dallas takes this game with their running game. I was about to flip a coin, but I'm not. You brought up a great point about the running game, and that means a lot to possession in a game that's going to go by really quick. 
especially with a game that, that's supposed to go back and forth. XFL games are are built to go back and forth like this, but if one team holds on to the ball, it could be mm-hmm. a problem. I'm going to pick Dallas. Okay. Taking Dallas I'm going to pick Dallas for the second week in a row. I didn't think I would be doing that for two weeks in a row. but Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm to the point where I'm at the point with this game that I would not be surprised if Dallas win, but I'm taking Houston because they've just been that good. But mm-hmm. Dallas, ha- Dallas has – Dallas – and Seattle, not Seattle, Dallas and St. Louis had the, they have the pedigree and they have the team built to keep Houston at bay with their running game because both teams have a pretty good running game. And if you can run the ball and keep PJ Walker on the sidelines, mm-hmm. the, the Houston defense is not that good. I'm sorry. I don't think they're that good. So this could be the game where DJ could be right. Dallas wins this game. Uh, DC defenders at Tampa Bay. Um, DJ, I'm just going to let you go and, and have your little spill about this game before I make my pick. All right. Well, it's not that much I know about Tampa other than they, they're still – I think they're still winless as we as we speak. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so they're definitely – and they had a tough they, – they played the Houston Roughnecks um, pretty Very tough well. last yeah, week tough. and, yeah, and could have won that game. So yeah. I'm a little, little bit – and especially after uh, D.C.'s uh, – game in LA last week and and Cardell Jones and like I said that game last week I I placed it all on Cardell Jones just for the fact that it just looked like he didn't know what was going on he was just lost he was throwing interceptions and he was just doing uncharacteristic bullshit so I think they write I think they write the ship DC will go into Tampa and and win and write the ship I think think our defense is good enough, but you can't leave him out. You can't hang him out to dry like Cardell did. So right. he'll he'll bounce back. So DC over Tampa. Um, I, I'm with you on that. I think T, I think DC have a bounce back game. I think they'll get get right. They'll 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 right the ship and get back under. You know, get everything back under their feet. And I think they'll have a game. I don't think it's gonna be. Uh, a blowout type game. It could be like one of these games that we see up here, like the Dallas Renegades game, the twenty-four to twelve or or thirty-four twenty-seven type deal. Or maybe it'd be something like a twenty, a twenty-eight twenty-four type game. Uh, I don't see. I think Tampa Bay is going to play with a lot of confidence, so they're going to try to give them. They're going to try to give them a run, but I think DC will. You know, they'll write the ship and they'll get a W. Tampa Bay will continue to stay winless on this one as well. So both of us will pick DC on that. Have you caught anything on Bills yet? Do you know DM mm-hmm. or nah, he hasn't. Kids maybe? Nah, I haven't, I haven't seen anything. I've... Well, it's okay. I mean, I, nevertheless, we, we know where he stands. He he still claims he hasn't watched as much as XFL as he should, so it'll be a shot in the dark anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, So uh, we both pick LA. We both pick mm-hmm. St. Louis. We both pick DC. We just differ on the Dallas and Houston games. Right, so. there's always that one game that we that we wind up differing. I think there were two games last week we and that was I think because right now I have I believe I have a two game lead or because originally it was just a one game lead and maybe a two or three game lead because like I said last the first two weeks it was it was always like was three all, and one, two and right. two, three and one, two and two. And and me, I, I should have no business picking the, the Seattle Dragons last week. I should have been three and one, but nevertheless, whatever the case may be. <laughs> so, okay, and, but. Yeah. So, and I'm and like I said, if it wasn't for DC getting their ass whipped, I would have ran the table. Yeah, you would have. Cause I mean that I, nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw DC losing like, I mean, even if they lost, you didn't see him losing like losing this. like that. Yeah, right. that was that was just crazy. Yeah, it was, and I was like, "What? What is going on?" So I don't know. Um, I guess nobody else put anything in the chat. Okay, cool. nah, you- I, I don't even think I don't even know how many people are here right now. I know that everybody just probably ran off like, "Fuck, we're gonna watch the combine, watch a bunch of guys run four three and I'm like, like and, then, and then on top of that, where y'all gonna go? Right, ain't no, ain't no Sim Standard podcast tonight. Right. I got the message earlier today. Somebody was on vacation. So, right. so tighten up. <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah. I'm like, we do appreciate everybody that's that's sticking around, that's listening. Probably some people at work. You know, I know Chris Thomas be at work. I know that, and we definitely appreciate him. He comes through and, and chat with us while at work. I, I mean, you can't mm-hmm. ask for anything better than that. Right. I mean, we really appreciate that. Spectacular pools all over the place. Don't know where he is. Um, yeah, he's always Nation. lurking. That's you know. Yeah, that's what he called. Yeah. And Obi Wan said he's still here listening. Definitely appreciate it. 
um, always been loyal. You know, ever since he found out about the podcast, Young Noble, he's loyal until um, what's her name uh, starts streaming. <laughs> We're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> he goes over there to look at the the tickle bitties. Oh wow! <laughs> and how would you know they were? Uh, well, let's, 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 it's, it's, yeah, it's time to close this yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything wow, you got? It was a on? rainy day today. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> you know, right. you know, Lots of wind. Out. Yeah, it was, was kind of cold. The sun was out, but it was still kind of nipply. Yeah, yeah, very nipply. Very good. <laughs> 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 what you got before we go, man? I don't have anything else, man. All right. Well, I appreciate everybody coming out, listening to us. You know, banter back and forth. Get the name Babbage's correct every once in a while. And, yeah, man, I like going to Babbage's. And and and. T- And uh, and if Bills, if you're still listening, what are your thoughts on Bill Goldberg winning the title? Yo, I heard about that. Like, yo, he he went off like a suplex or something like that. Well, no, okay. Here's what happened. Yeah, tell me what happened because I I heard about like what. Well, the match lasted about two minutes and some change, so that was that was already BS. And I think Bray Wyatt knew it was BS because he, I was like, he spit. Okay. Bray Wyatt got speared four times, kicked out of all the spears. Wow. Each time he got speared and kicked out, he put the mandible claw on Goldberg, and oh. Goldberg would get out of it each time. And then, no, it was I think it was like one or two times he got the claw on, which was before uh, after the first spear and after the last spear. But then out of nowhere, he sets him up for the jackhammer, and. I think I think Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt, no sold the, um, and what I mean by no selling or no sold the uh, jackhammer. You, normally, when you put somebody in a jackhammer, that other person when they lift up, they go straight up in the air because the mystique is that Goldberg can hold you in that position for a while and then bring you down. Right. But Wyatt didn't straighten his legs. He kept them bent, and it turned into a power slam. Oh, so that's what happened. Okay, <laughs> it turned okay. it, so it kind of it kind of looked like when Goldberg faced the Undertaker. Remember, this is in Saudi Arabia, so WWE still selling out to the Saudis, right? So that that that's yeah, still, yeah, I bet, that's I bet still they were loving it. It or well, I actually know the crowd reaction was. Oh, I'm not saying were, the reaction. No, I'm not talking about oh, the, the reaction. Royal, to that. Yeah, the I'm just talking about just being there. I'm pretty sure, like they're watching the wrestling. I'm pretty sure they're loving it. Not the what just actually happened. I'm pretty sure they reacted. You no, know, they, they they the crowd liked the event overall. Right, that's what I'm saying. It, right. It's just that you know when you put time into a character like the Fiend, when you got the music, the mystique, the story build up, the fact that Bray Wyatt is just hitting it on all cylinders, and you're like, okay, go out there and drop the bolt. The belt to Goldberg, he went out there and he that that looked like a protest the way he he went out because it was just like okay you know sold the jackhammer and then after um, when Goldberg celebrating with the belt, Bray's uh, the fiend walks up behind him and kind of has his hand out and he's kind of gesturing and I'm kind of thinking he's probably like are you happy about are you happy now you got the belt and then all of a sudden <laughs> the lights go out and the fiend disappears. Wow, that's so that, that that's I think that was uh as the fiend that was the first that was his first loss and the fact that he lost as the fiend because Bray Wyatt I think in the last pay per view wrestled as himself Bray Wyatt the the calmer of the two even though they're both demented characters right 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 so I would have thought hey why don't you have him come out I I thought if you're gonna have Bray Wyatt lose have him lose. As the other guy, not as the fiend. WWE really screwed this up, big wow, time. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, cause I saw the clip on Twitter. I was like, he went off that. That that didn't look right. That was crazy. It didn't look right at all. And no, like I said, and, you I, know me, I'm not even. I don't even watch wrestling like that. And I knew something was up. So you know, if I think something's up, you know something is up. Yeah, why? <laughs> why definitely no sold that that jackhammer? Cause, yeah, he like did. I said, cause, cause, cause see, man, I didn't know it was a jackhammer until you told me. I thought it was just it was like a suplex. I was like, that's what, what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, that's the whole mistake. Because how you think he was able to uh that in his prime? How you think he was able to hold uh uh, uh the the giant up right. in the air like that? Because the man helped him out. He straightened his legs up. He well, first he he hopped up to get him in that position, and then he held it up and that's some that's some core 
strength coming from the giant way back in his prime to help right. Goldberg right. pull off that uh, jackhammer. Yeah, because yeah, that goes both ways. It's not just it's not just Goldberg doing that. Right. 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 Everybody everybody forgets when when it comes to wrestling, these people trust each other. They right. trust each other to like either catch themselves, especially the high flying moves. Half the people they're standing there waiting waiting to catch the people. Right. So. Yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah, that was, that's crazy. But um, yeah. I don't have anything. You guys know what to do, man. We really appreciate everybody who come through at the middle of the week, late I mean, in the evening, come listen to us. Ones who listen to us, download us on SoundCloud, on in um, iTunes, Google Play. Um, if you have the Podcast Addict app on your phone, it's a perfect place where you can put all your po- podcasts in one area. Um, shout out to Thirst and Gold Podcast once again. Um, constantly giving us a shout out and you know same to them um maybe you know next episode i'll put their um i'll put their uh their promo into the um episode but thanks for you know giving us some shine over there um i don't have anything else um everybody who just came now i know a few people just came late go back and listen to us what we said about um about gamestop you know what we think and kind of tied into games today and some retro stores and, we, you know, mm-hmm. we talked about XFL, so Tuesday we'll talk about those picks. Join a Discord where you can talk about the games in action, man. We do a pretty good job of, you know, just, you know, shooting the shit in Discord and actually having fun over there. A lot of, not mm-hmm. only just XFL stuff, we talk about all kind of other stuff, too. I need to put my notifications back on because I missed a lot of stuff, too, so. But we'll, yeah, we'll get and, and and we I was going to set up a fight room between Ravens Nation and and. And Pooh, but that fizzled out. Yeah, Pooh ran off. That's what happened. <laughs> talk about that. Pooh didn't want no smoke. None of that. Exactly. But all right, guys. Um, see you guys Tuesday. I got a couple of videos that's about to come out this weekend as well. Probably one tomorrow as well. Go check those out. Um, I do want to do a video on insurgency. Um, I'm not going to oh, talk yeah. about it, but um, mm-hmm. I know some people. DJ, you probably know, but I'm going to do a video about that. If you don't, you probably heard about it, but I'm gonna put my own take on it as well. Yep. Insurgency is an amazing game. I highly recommend it. And based on what I'm hitting at, everybody may be able to do it. But uh, nevertheless, we'll talk about that at another time. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed. And we'll see you Tuesday. Peace. Peace. DC Defenders will bounce back.